Hey, it's Arrow on my transition walk. This is Defrag, asking the questions that count. Not asking other people, asking yourself the questions that count. Today we're going to put focus on something that's very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, and that is a good night's sleep. I have put so much energy in trying to figure out what creates the smooth edginess of a good night's sleep. My wife is currently going through some tough times right now because of body pains, and I've been there. I've been there because of Taekwondo and because of the hours that I put in as a regular person. But the question is, is that how can you make your way into a better night's sleep without taking melatonin? Without Because melatonin is, is sure, it, it'll make you sleepy enough to go to sleep. But the problem is staying asleep. So I would like to defrag this and some of the things that I've researched today and over the years on what can we do to have a smoother night. The reason why I bring this up is because last night was definitely one of those nights where it's not that I wasn't getting any sleep. As we defrag it and as I've defragged in the journal already today, the situation was based on I was having cat naps. I was having short spurts of sleeping and not the long term. Because they say, you know, a good night's sleep is what? Anywhere between six and eight hours of sleep. But when you're having the cat naps, your mind, your subconscious is going, well, how long did that one last? Oh, I only went 15 more minutes. How long do I have left? You still have three or more hours of the night to go. I've talked about this many times on Defrag as well as on the different podcasts that I host. And that is, is that I believe in meditation. I practice meditation for several years. It's a long-term journey is what it is. And so this morning, I went right back into the same old questions. Was I really taking just cat naps or was I having what I call meditation sleep? Research shows no such thing. Meditation will rest the body, but it cannot be compared to what sleep really is. In defragging this morning, the concentration was, why wasn't I staying asleep? And why did it feel like that I was being trapped inside this dream? It felt like it was the same thing over and over again. So in doing research and defragging the the questions, asking yourself the real questions, what happened is, is that everything that was painted was turned into what is stressing you out right now? If you feel trapped, what are you in in the real world that has really gotten in here and poisoned your mind in a way that says, hey, look, if you can't figure it out in real time, then we're going to try to figure this out in sleep time. Once again, I have to remind you that we're on a transition walk right now and we're walking through the forest, my dog and I. And so I, you know, what a better time to think, to basically digest, to let the universe move through you than to be out here with the trees. Because if you overcrowd your mind, body, and soul with the expectations of being in a recording studio or watching the U.S. losing right now with the World Cup, that that doesn't cover anything, especially when you're trying to figure out why did last night even happen. When you concentrate on areas such as this, you can't become disappointed because the answers are not instantly coming in your direction. I do meditate in the way that I need to rest the mind, body, and soul. But you also have got to get to that point where you get that sleep. Now, will I fall asleep sometime today? No. The expectations of the job, being on the essential line, is that I've got, I won't be home until you know pretty close to 11 o'clock this evening. But what I don't want to do is face the challenges of having another night like last night. 
And the way that you do that is you're aware. You have to stay aware of where you are, know what the signals and the triggers are, document them. That's why I keep a defrag journal. You've got to document it. You've got to listen to your mind, body, and soul. Don't just sit there and just jump inside your body and expect it to be 100% there all the time. If you ain't listening to your body, why should it listen to you? I've had several people tell me that, oh, they listen to their body because then that's why they take the melatonin. They listen to their body, which is why they'll go out and they'll do a workout before they go home and go to sleep. But they won't put down the digital devices. You know, that that little light that is constantly in your eyes from watching the flat screen TV or even on your smartphone, what that does is that ignites your body to be awake. Which is the very reason why I quit reading my Kindle at night. Because although I was going to bed at a decent time, I'd say, oh, well, let me go ahead and read this book for just a couple of pages. And then, and then this way I'll fall right to sleep. Not so. What happened is it woke my mind up and it's very difficult to get back to sleep. Is it something to be worried about? Let's defrag it. Let's break it down. Ask yourself the same question. When you don't get a great night's sleep, are you asking yourself the questions? Are you breaking it down? Now, one of the things, because I am a journal writer and I do it daily, is that I write and I document everything that takes place. And so I learn from it. This is how I've been able to do this. But you got to keep in mind, my story is a little bit different than your story because I used to do overnight radio. Uh-oh, I needed all of that energy at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to be there. When I did morning show radio, I would arrive at the station at 3, 40 five in the morning. Uh Oh, I need all that energy. So in a really bizarre way, my body is doing exactly what I expected of it in my twenties and thirties and into my forties. So why last night? What was the situation? Well, yesterday was supposed to be a day of performance. We were supposed to be on a live stage. And when we got the call that said that they had postponed it for a month, then all of a sudden we had a full day in front of us. So everything from that moment forward was not planned out. So we went wild. We were like two kids in a candy store and we were, we were just playing around. And so what happens is we got knocked off from our daily dose of what we do as habits. And when you do that, all of a sudden your body is going to react in ways that says, no, let's party all the time. So that's been the challenge today, and that is, is that you've got to be able to figure out where you are in your situation of thought and figure out how do you, how are you going to get back to a normal habit in your day? And so, and that's going to be happening in, in the next few hours where I'm going to be back on the essential line. And, and then this way I can get back into that groove. But when I'm kicked off my path, I'm no different than a deer who's laying in your lawn. Research shows that deer will keep coming back to your place to lay down. They lay down for about 30 minutes or so before they get back up and, you know, get on with their day. But what happens is, is that the only one that disrupts that, that deer from being a creature of habit is the buck. When the buck shows up, we've got problems. That deer, its life has been interrupted. So that's the way our lives are too. When you're not getting sleep at night, break it down, defrag, and try to figure out what buck just entered your life. I'm Errol, and that's defrag.